Welcome to the Columbus Connection, a weekly public affairs program produced in, for, and about Columbus County, North Carolina. Now here's your host, the managing editor of Columbus County News, Jefferson Weaver. Hello, friends and neighbors. This is Jefferson Weaver with your Columbus Connection. Darren Curry, the city manager for the city of Whitefield, is here with us today. Darren, how's everything going? It is going well. Thank goodness that uh, we didn't have a whole lot of snow and ice, so it, things are going well. That's a very good thing. I want to know everybody was y'all had a real good turnout on it. I was, Hal Louder kept me up to date all weekend long. It, you know, things weren't as bad as they could have been, so we're thankful for that. So, of course, that was just one kind of storm we have to worry about. You know, we're still dealing with the effects from Hurricane Matthew and Florence, although people are tired of hearing those words. And we've got several projects going on right now that are somewhat related to that. And the one landmark, of course, is the Lewis Smith Shopping Center is no more. What can you tell me about that project over there? Well, as you said, um, the the shopping center, the city became the owners of the shopping center, and we've now pretty well got it demolished. They're finishing up on uh, getting the, the flooring up. They've gotten all the steel off the property and all the asphalt they were going to take up for the time being city council did want to leave the asphalt available for the businesses right in that area there so that was something folks had asked me was that where was parking for the businesses that not really front but i guess you know just join up with it they were worried about losing parking for some of the businesses through there yes and and they were they were very uh they thought about that you know before we took all the parking up but we did want to take as much uh, pervious surface up as we could uh, of course that area you know did flood pretty good during florence Just and matthew bit. and so we want to get some of that runoff water uh, to slow down and hopefully that'll soak up and for right now we're just going to seed it and grass it uh, one of the things that we have talked about and and city council has approved is for withers and ravenel who designed the uh, streetscape plan to go in and take a look at that and offer a master plan on the Lewis Smith area and hopefully turn it into green space, park space, some sort of uh, of um, uh, entertainment, if you will. That may be the city of Whitewell's Central Park, I guess you could say. I like that idea, Whitewell Central Park, <laughs> especially right here in it, our backyard. And it is in the center of the city almost. Yeah, so. that's absolutely right. Now, that we use we throw these words around a lot, and of course, you and I are used to them. You even you even more than me. But you know, let's. What is the difference between pervious and impervious, and why is it important when we're talking about those type of surfaces? Um, pervious is uh, is a hardened surface. Uh, rooftop is considered pervious surface. <clears throat> um, asphalt, concrete, sidewalks, those type things where water does not soak through impervious surface is is um where uh, wait a minute let me back up pervious is where pervious it can go through impervious is your sidewalks and things of that nature had that reverse there um but uh what we want to do is 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 have it where water can soak in soak into the ground the more we can have asphalt removed rooftops removed then the better off we are especially in this area so um so that's what we're after out there and we we would like to 
you know, when the city started with the stormwater program, that was one thing we looked at was with the stormwater ordinance and things of that nature. And as buildings begin to build, and if you'll notice, especially on the northern part of town where commercial construction is starting to become a little bit more prevalent, you'll see water retention features out there. Uh, over no, they're the, not fishing ponds. No, over the truest building, you've got water retention ponds over there and features so what it's doing is collecting all that water off of the uh, parking lots and things of that nature off the roof drains and it's slowly releasing that water into our stormwater system which that helps our stormwater system keep up if you will during a storm and not overwhelm it so those are things that we like to see well that's something that you and i have talked about I think probably every other week in the years we've known each other, the saying that you stuck in my head with it all drainage starts up drain. That's right. And our engineers, uh, during when we were looking at um, the stormwater ordinance and things of that nature, that was one thing they cautioned us on was, you know, we got to start slowly and, and up north, and then the more development we get, it's just going to take some time. But we've got to slow some of that water down before it gets to the southern part of the city. Yeah, um, it's got to go somewhere. I mean, it's, it's all to, coming this way. It's all going to come this way one way or another. And we come back right after the break. Let's talk about another project that's moving some water and some stuff around. All right. We'll be back with more of the Columbus Connection right after this. No matter what kind of car you drive, we have an insurance policy that's right for you. Need to insure your family minivan? We've got you covered. Need insurance for that new sports car you finally got? We've got you covered. Call Auto Insurance for Less to find out how much you can save right now. All it takes is just one call. Answer a few questions and before you know it, we've we've got got you covered. covered. Better coverage at a better price is just a phone call away. Call 800-958-7461. That's 800-958-7461. I can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with Geeks On Site. Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way. We'll help you instantly. Call 855-399-9886. That's 855-399-9886. Hello again, folks. This is Jefferson Weaver with the Columbus Connection from WTXY and ColumbusCanadies.com. I'm here with City Manager Darren Curry. Darren, we got a big project going up there along Molly Branch that's been going on for a while. Yes, we done phase one of the Molly's Branch sewer rehab. Uh, that started uh, on the northwest side of town, uh, coming from the old Chabron Highway and come down along Molly's Branch. And now we're going to start uh, the second phase of that. We've actually bid it out. Uh, bids are to be uh, open this week, I believe it is. And we'll start on Main Street, and we'll come through town here, come down Fraser Street, and we'll be working our way over to lift station number one. That um, 
Molly's Branch Line, what we call the Molly's Branch Line, is one of the main collector lines in the city. A uh, tremendous amount of city sewer runs through that line, and it's in kind of bad shape. So uh, this project here will be roughly $2.9 million. Uh, that is partially in the form of a loan from the state, partially in the form of a grant. $500,000 is, I say grant, it's actually loan forgiveness, if you will. Right. Uh, so it's a grant to us. But um, So $2.4 million is what we'll have to pay back as, as the city. We've got a pretty daggone good interest rate on it. I think it's around 0%. So I'd love to get some of that money myself. Uh, but unfortunately, we can't. Uh, so this project will begin probably in early spring, time we do the bids, get all the documents cleared up through the state, uh, get all their permissions to finally go and approve a contract, and, of course, get all the paperwork completed. We'll probably start construction somewhere around April on that. So that'll be um, an inconvenience for some of the downtown area streets. Hopefully, we'll that be. That was what I wanted to make sure we yes. talked about. They didn't want people hollering and not having some kind there, of warning about There it. is going to be some inconvenience there because we'll be doing dig and replace, which means we're digging the old pipe up. We're bypassing sewer because we have to have an active sewer flow. So that'll be a little bit of an inconvenience. Uh, we know that, but the overall impacts uh, are, are certainly better than what's there now. Um, some of the the streets you know we get complaints all the time about streets conditions and things of that nature but it's like i tell anybody who calls me and i you know constantly remind city council of this is when you ride down one of our streets and you see patch after patch after patch after patch that doesn't mean the street is deteriorating that means that our infrastructure is deteriorating so those are things that we're trying to work on um some of the some of those pipes are 70, 80 years old? Some of them come in, I think, on the Mayflower. Um, <laughs> they, uh, uh, they're, they are some that are, are 40, 50, 60 years old. The state usually says a sewer line is good for about 40 years. And so we're behind, not like any other city. We're We're just like any other city in the country, and that's one reason why you see a lot of infrastructure terminology being thrown around on the local state and national levels now um and then they're adding stormwater into that which is which is a definitely an infrastructure too now is when it comes to you know this type of a major sewer project you know other than the obvious benefits to the residents in that area is this I mean, how how does this help the city? I mean, is this going to help with development and possibly job creation? Or the the biggest thing that it helps us with is, um, you know, at the plant we're treating all this water. So if we've got old lines, they're deteriorating, falling apart. Lines, water's leaking in. Stormwater's leaking in. Rainwater's leaking in. Groundwater, just traditional groundwater's leaking in then it causes our pumps to work that much harder at our pump stations. Then when it gets to the plant, we're treating basically rainwater instead of sewer water. So it's costing us in chemical costs, testing costs, electrical costs, uh, and, and the list continues. So if we can reduce additional inflow, or I&I is what we term it as, inflow and infiltration, 
then it saves us money in the long run uh, down the road. Plus, not only if water is leaking in, then sewer can leak out in drier weather. And there are some state officials so, who don't really like that. So there is an environmental impact not only for us treating the the water itself, um, but also just in in normal day-to-day operations, there is an environmental issue that we're having to deal with. And like I say, it's it's all over it's all over the world just about now, every in, single community that I deal with has it from to some extent or another every absolutely. single one Even, unless you just build a brand new system and well that, that's actually you know actually i was reading in one of those you know rather boring things the other day just trying to keep up and it was a brand new brand spanking new literally not all the people that moved into it developed and planned community and they were having problems with their newer sewer system before they had even gotten all the folks moved into it yet. Yeah, and um, it's like I say, it's a it's a challenge at the least. With water, you can see it coming up fairly quickly. Uh, obviously, you're under pressure, uh, but in sewer, a lot of times it is gravity, and the majority of our systems gravity, except where we've got lift stations pumping it through force mains. So it it's a, a little bit more difficult sometimes to see those, um, you know, those issues. And, of course, nobody wants the city to have to go through another funding and renovation process like we did before on the sewer plant here a number of years ago. And yeah, and, and it's just a, you know, uh, it, the sewer system and water system and the lift stations and so on. It's, it's just like your vehicle if you don't keep the maintenance up on your vehicle you know change the oil and that put new tires on it then the things gonna fall apart and unfortunately over the years governments in general have sort of let some of that maintenance slide and it's kind of out of sight out of mind i mean it's buried anywhere from three to 15 feet in the ground you don't see it and it's, it's like not if, the most pleasant thing to think about we get right well, down to it and, and you really hate to spend that type of money on, on something that you're not going to see if you spend we'll say three million dollars on the city hall you get to see it it's a fine facility but if you spend three million dollars on a sewer uh, improvement once you cover it up then uh, you may have a pretty new manhole lid to look at yeah but, nice uh, smooth street there but that, that's it so uh so it's not a popular thing to do, I guess you could say, but it's very necessary because when you, uh, let's be quite frank, when you flush a toilet and it goes away, you know, most people not thinking about it. Uh, so we like to have, you know, cleanliness in your home. So uh, it takes that with a sewer system. I don't think everybody wants to have a cesspool or a septic tank in their backyard anymore. Well, and and that's true. And um, you know, the good thing about it is, is is you don't have to deal with some of those things like you do when you live out in the country. Like I grew up, and and uh, I know you live out in the country too, yep. and you have to deal with those things. Yep. Sometimes you just got to deal with it. That's right. But when we come back in just a moment, we'll talk about a bit of a view of the possible future that Weibel was looking at with some help from NC State University. We'll be right back with more of the Columbus Connection. I can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. 
How'd you do that? I just got techie with Geeks On Site. Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way. We'll help you instantly. Call 855-399-9886. That's 855-399-9886. No matter what kind of car you drive, we have an insurance policy that's right for you. Need to insure your family minivan? We've got you covered. Need insurance for that new sports car you finally got? We've got you covered. Call Auto Insurance for Less to find out how much you can save right now. All it takes is just one call. Answer a few questions and before you know it, we've we've got got you you covered. covered. Better coverage at a better price is just a phone call away. Call 800-958-7461. That's 800-958-7461. Hello again, everyone. This is Jefferson Weaver with WTXY and ColumbusCountyNews.com. I'm here with the Darren Curry, City Manager of Weibel. Darren, let's talk about this this big picture project that City Council discussed the other night. Yes, um, we've met with a group from the North Carolina State University Coastal Dynamics Design Lab. That is a mouthful. Yeah. Uh, but what they are looking at doing is... Um, they are partnering with Encore, who is the North Carolina Office of Recovery and Resiliency, uh, and they have done some flood print studies for Lumberton, Princeville, uh, Pol- Polksville, North Carolina, I believe it is. And so they wanted to partner with the city of Whiteville. And one of the things they'll be looking at is how we can become more flood resilient. Uh, offer up some suggestions, um, look at the area in which we are. We toured downtown the other day, come down here across from Ural's office and showed them where the swamp was and, and how the swamp reacts to the water flows and things of that nature coming from hurricanes and uh, and and where our issues are as far as flooding and things of that nature. So after the city of Lumberton and those other cities had this study done, they were able to bring in right much funding for um, for flooding and resiliency and things of that nature. So we're hoping it's going to help us out. One of the things we had talked about was, you know, actually trying to purchase some of the properties down towards the swamp area and, and there again return some of that more of to a natural natural space um, because we are at a level here that's going to continue to flood once we get major major rainfalls we can handle it during a one two three inch rainfall but once we start getting a 10 or a 15 or a 20 inch rainfall over a short period then obviously that causes a lot of problems everywhere in the city well i was just thinking in terms of that downburst that we had before hurricane matthew and there was, yes. I mean, there was significant flooding downtown then, and that wasn't even really. It was a big storm. It was a big storm sitting right on top of Weibel. Of course, any storm's a big storm when it's in your backyard. <laughs> but that, I think, that opened some folks' eyes up quite a bit. And of course, then you know the subsequent hurricanes and some of the other flooding along the way. But it does, and you know, I heard a lot of people say, "Well, 
you know, 40 years ago, we'd never seen anything like that. Well, 40 years ago or 30 years ago or even 10 years ago, you didn't have the number of paved streets that we have in the city now. You didn't have the number of rooftops where your, you know, water's just flying off your rooftops. You didn't have some of the development in some of the areas. So, yeah, 30 years ago, it may not have happened, or 40 years ago, it may not have happened. But with all that development, it's beginning to happen now. And it's just like, even though the development that's going on up north where, you know, Smithfield built up there, and now you've got the Dunkin' Donuts coming in, well, all that was open land. Yep. So now you've got... Uh, paved surfaces there you've got rooftops on there and that water is going to come off there very quickly so that affects us on the southern end just as much as it affects the folks on the northern end well i mean and looking back at some of the historical maps that my late friend rob cross managed to dig up where we're sitting here on the 1000 block of madison street was actually swamp exactly and, you know, I guess in the 40s and 50s, they started filling in the swamp. Of course, you couldn't do that now. You'd have 14 different state and federal <laughs> agencies at your back door by the time you got started, which is a good thing. That's yeah. that's that's not a bad thing. We still need to – that's where we as, as, you know, the human race have got to try to find that happy medium between environment plus you're still developing and growing – so we have and to that big word stewardship that gets tossed. That's right. So, much. so we still have to do that. But the other thing that the organization is going to do, the the design lab, is they're going to review our stormwater practices and things of that nature. They're going to review our study. Remember, we done a downtown study. Right. So they're going to review that. And so all these folks are professionals from that that work at NC State University. There is one that. It's not associated with the university. So so we've got professors and engineers and probably some grad students that's going to be working on this project. So when we go before the state and we say, hey, we've got this document and it shows all these details, now we need some funding. That's what you have to have to go to the state, either through the legislature or through some other type of state agency. They want to see that you have done your homework. So, but and I'm glad you pointed out right there the different skill sets that are being brought into this by these folks. This is not just an idea of you know a pie in the sky. This would be really cool. Let's you know create some real pretty pictures on Photoshop to show what downtown could look like. These people are thinking in terms of everything that's behind the scenes, exactly, or under the ground, as we might say. Exactly. <laughs> so it's uh, it'll be a very credible document something that we can definitely take and use uh, to go and ask for funding for different projects and things. So whatever they recommend, those are going to be the things we're going to be going after for projects and and funding for. But this is not something that's going to happen next week. Actually, uh, they're moving fairly quickly uh, over about a 16-month period. Good gracious. So I'm uh, excited about that. Um, so they're talking about, you know, we'd have the final product probably spring, summer of next year. Uh, I believe that's the timetable. And if you go online and look at the board agenda under Whitewell City Council, you can see the memorandum of understanding. You can see the timeline and, and see some information about uh, the organization and what they're trying to do as far as uh, 
the Coastal Design Lab. Like I said, it's a part of NC State University. Well, Char Hill fans will just have to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, thank you for coming in to be with us today, my friend. It's always good to see you, and we can always count on you for the information as well. That's just that's just real good. Thank you, sir, and and we just like to keep the folks uh, up to date on on what's going on in the city, and we know people are interested in their community. Come back and hang out with us some more sometime. All right, thank you. Cool, folks. For the Columbus Connection on WTXY and ColumbusCountyNews.com, this is Jefferson Weaver. Y'all have a great day. This has been the Columbus Connection with Jefferson Weaver. If you have a story that you want to share with us or a comment on a previous program, you can email us at ColumbusConnection at ColumbusCountyNews.com. The Columbus Connection is produced by Jones Media Partners and the program is recorded live at the WTXY studios in downtown Whiteville, North Carolina. Our in-studio producer is Daryl Jackson. Be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Columbus Connection. Thanks for listening.